We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 41 months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned for a second time this week. How are you, Mr. Wizard? Oh, I'm all right. More relaxed, isn't it? <laughs> Try, this is non-political or slightly political or keep it down day. Yeah, it's it's one of those um, it's one of those off days. So yeah, let's um, let's get into some things that are not so political. Let's talk about. Well, actually, you wanted to, you wanted to lead off with the moon, didn't you? Yeah, I want to talk about the moon because it was the James Webb last time, and so I thought I'd get me paws into one. Of, like I said last time, I um I grew up with the uh, space age as such, and I just thought I'd have a look, see what everybody is doing because there's a lot going on at the moment. I have a lot going on because you've had. Let's say the, there are two um, rockets or two modules orbiting the moon at the moment, isn't there? There's India and Russia. Yeah, and I I think the the Chinese are already there. I think they have a a rover down on the surface. I think at least that's what they've said. I don't know. Yeah, if it's true but or not. They're, they're they're putting things off to. Well, actually, I was looking at most of their timelines actually because you've got the Indian ones called uh, Chandrayaan three. And it was mm -hmm. launched in July, and they launched it. And, it, and although they took a very slow, long route to get into orbit, because it was an, it was like August when they got there, and there's obviously had photographs sent back, and they were they wanted to look at South Polar regions, and so and then Russia. Now Russia has sent theirs up, which is called Luna Twenty Five, which is quite an interesting number actually, because their last lunar mission was a long time ago. Their proper last lunar mission was 1976. That was about the time of ours, I think. <laughs> and guess what? They kept the numbers consecutive because it was called mm -hmm. 24. Yeah, 24. <laughs> Which is yeah. good. Yeah. So basically, it's in orbit. The news out of Russia is obviously it's functioning correctly. There was a picture, and there's pictures from both, actually. Uh, they took the more direct route. It didn't take as long as the Indians wanted to get there, but then they've got a history and really knowing what they're doing in that respect. And... Um, the Indian one has um they're doing a slow descent at the moment. So they expect to have a landing on around about the 23rd. And believe it or not, the Russians, because they've got up there quick, reckon they might just get a landing on the 21st. <laughs> Good old Russians. <laughs> but that's the same region. Same region. They're, they're both going to the same that. region. Oh yeah. 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 So all oh. having a look around the same region. Makes you wonder. 
It does, because I, if I recall, I, I don't, again, I don't know if it's actually true, but I mean, take for what you will coming out of the Chinese government, but uh, I, I believe that that's where they are. I believe they're in the, the southern polar region as well. Yeah, every, everything seems to be going there. Everybody's got the right, excuse me, I'm having a munch of a cookie that my daughter made me. I and know, since we're kind? having a relaxing day, I thought I'd... Um, what kind of cookie? Have chocolate chip. Oh, okay, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's quite good at it. She puts all manner of things together. But yeah, um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of firms coming out of the woodwork. Even in China, supposedly, bit, there's a an independent firm in China. <laughs> an independent firm yeah right there are no independent firms in china <laughs> but yeah which are working on reusable rockets the chinese actually reuse something especially when it comes from space i think they have a, a piece of space junk fall back to earth every uh every couple of weeks don't they mm, yeah but i'm not sure it was something like land space or ice space or something like that working on reusable rockets but excuse me i maybe shouldn't have eaten that that's okay. China Marty, had an ice, Marty had an ice cream a couple of weeks back on the on a podcast, so I, I think you're entitled. The China China Aerospace Science Technology Corps, which is CASC, their government, you know, company, avoids. I mean, they they've been doing testing on. I love the name of theirs, the Long March rockets. The Long March. The Long March. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. doing to the West, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> so, the the, <laughs> so they've got. So they've got. They're, they're working on the number eight, but basically. They've been doing rocket engine tests um, in the, uh, is it the Shanxi province? I think that's how you pronounce it, Shanxi province. And it's quite interesting because, I mean, they still use, they, different companies use different propellants for their rockets. Interesting. Whereas if you think, I mean, I'm going to have a talk about Elon Musk and his setup, and I'm going to do one on him because there's a lot to know about that man. And it'd be nice to see where he's going. And so I'm waiting for something to happen. But I'm sure his rockets use a methane oxygen mix they do yes whereas the chinese still use kerosene oxygen sort of mix uh-huh yeah and it's all to do with thrust and stuff like that and what you can lift off and every uh, for, for, for the engineers or the technical guys that want to be out there um they've their window for their um moon rocket launch is the amazing 2030 but there's going to be some test flights on 27 and 28 apparently so these dates start to get into everything again. Are these you know, are these missions they're talking about sending orbital teams up, as in like actual? Well, this people? is it. Nothing. There's there is only one. There is only one group or one pairing that have actually put down that they want to do a four man mission, and it's neither India, China, or Russia yet. It's actually NASA. Yeah, the U.S. says they they're going to do it. Yeah, we do actually have a, a mission chartered to go to the moon again. They do. And it's um, basically, um, you've got another firm in the U.S. that's working on reusable rockets, which is called Blue Origin, I think. That's Bezos' uh, place. Yeah, and they're working on something called the New Shepard. That's right. NASA, you see, the big thing about this is these firms are all starting to get things together because they're talking about mining. This is talking about getting missions up there, established bases. This is on about mining minerals and getting stuff out the moon and everything else. They're all starting to get ramped. They haven't stopped getting ramped up for this. This is what gets me. They haven't stopped. Yeah. And there's been information flitting between all manner of things. Now, NASA's got a program called, well, it's, I don't know whether they pronounce it CLPS, but it's CLPS, and it's called Commissioned Lunar Payload Services. So they're actually thinking about getting a setup so they can actually use transport for other companies to set up their um, 
um, position up there. Canada has got um, something called LEAP going on, which is the Lunar Exploration Accelerator Program. That's running alongside NASA's because NASA and Canada are working together on that one you were talking about, the four-man mission to the yes. moon, which which they've got, they reckon, November 24. They reckon November 24. So about a year and, a, and some change, yeah. Yeah, year and some change, and that's going to be the Artemis 2. And then they've already got plans for Artemis 3 to follow in 25 and 26. So they actually have dates, which, I mean, those could be pushed back because of technical difficulties or training issues or crew money. or whatever. But, yeah, or money, but <laughs> uh, what the hell is money these days? But, yeah, they, they at least have some concrete dates as opposed to the others. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, so as much as Trudeau's, well, I'm not going to say that. Can we send him? Oh, huh? Can we send Trudeau instead? And just can they can they just conveniently forget to to pick him up when they lift back off and you know just leave him there? Well, I reckon we should actually send him on a refuse ship to dump him into the sol. Actually, the sun. You know, oh, I mean? the sun. You mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd make it'd make a good addition to the plasma up there somehow. I think. Yeah, and see him see him come rocketing back out after so many years as little photons. Mm. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. He is full of hot air anyway, so yeah, that'd be... <laughs> it's just, yeah. Um, right, Artemis. Artemis, that triggered something with me because, you know, like I said, the ISS is due to be decommissioned in 2030, and although I wanted to look into the ISS because it's due to be decommissioned in 2030, and at present, Russia is still one of the people that coughs up for it. Right, funds it as well, much as it was, anything else. Yeah, it was initially their station. It was Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it started yeah. as, and then it got built onto, yeah. So, um, basically, uh, NASA is pushing to shift to private space stations in low Earth orbit now. So uh, so the re the replacement, NASA's, this is the way NASA's thinking, right? They, because they're going to, because there's going to be mining, etc., expected to be on the moon, from various nations there's going to be projects pushed for private companies to get um space stations into low earth orbit but nasa is still going to support them by having its own space station stroke lab so it'll be working between whatever it's the intermediary um, yeah 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 and obviously and so they're also working on what, what do they call it? A USDV, United States Deorbit Vehicle. I. It's going to be NASA owned. That's what it is. It's. It's some. The designs of it haven't quite been put together, but they expect to have an agreed one by March next year. I. I, I do believe. So basically, after the ISS goes, they're still going to be associated with all manner of people. Russia is still going to support the ISS till 2028, but then it expects. Because it's um, going to still support the ISS to 2028, it's going to expect to have its own first module for its own space station up there by 2027. So, so they, they've yeah, all they got timelines. The yeah, they all, they yeah, want so the new one online before the old one. But the old the old one, I mean, and it's Bruce and I have talked about this before. The the ISS now, it's it is dated. It's been up there for a long it's time. It's done so much. It's it done has so much. Done. It has done. And it's, it's amazing. I, 
and I and I appreciate the fact that it that it's done so much and and it's it's done a lot for international cooperation in in space and everything else. But it's on a decaying orbit, and there's no way to to get it back up there, as far as I know. No, it, it it's done an amazing amount. Um, I mean, if if Musk somehow, and I don't know if this is a project he's he's working on. I've I've heard from time to time it's a project he's working on on the side, but I don't know if it's even possible where you could take it apart in pieces and bring it back and put it in a museum, you know? Like something I'll like tell that. you what, if if somebody was to bring stuff back down, so if you can get a rocket to come back down, could it come back down with a payload, you mean? A reusable rocket? Kind of, yeah. So, something similar to that. So you would have to you would have to have something that would, you know, I, I guess it would burn up, wouldn't it? Because where it is. Well, the thing is, everything everything is doable. It's whether somebody says, yeah, well, somebody wants I've to got it, the yeah. spare cash to do it, yeah. or what do we achieve by doing this? You know, we don't live in the age of that. We live in the age of greed. You know what I mean? That's the problem. I mean, theoretically, what what's wrong with actually how much would it cost to get something up there to actually like space tug it or tow it into a higher orbit? There's that, you know, too, yeah. to yeah. extend its life. You know, there's all manner of ideas, but it all comes down to who's going to write the paycheck and whatever. Yeah. They can do anything in this world. They can juggle anything if they come to an agreement in several countries. Now, this is what I was saying. That Artemis, they're calling those rockets Artemis, yeah? Now, that triggered something in my brain because in 2020, which is funny because it was still going on, this all happened during COVID as such, there was a set of accords written called the Artemis Accords, weren't there? And basically, it was a set of statements and principles but um, to create guidelines for what we could say, principles, safe practices, and for the exploration of the moon and beyond, whatever you want to put to it, wherever you want to go. And these guidelines, this framework here, is for nations to collaborate basically together in an agreement. Yeah. Now, it was co-led by NASA and the US. And this is what I like it when it says things like that, NASA and the US, because... As far as I'm concerned, NASA is an amazing thing, and it needs to be out of things politically, although it always gets dragged in, and it needs its money from the government. So it was co-led by NASA and the US. So it's going to be like a friends group and whoever wants to join it, isn't it? Yeah. In my experience, when it comes to the US government, there's no such thing as a friend. (laughs) But hey, that's just me. But I mean, back in my days, yeah. You, you had the foundation for something like this. This is, goes back to the mid-late 60s, which you had the Outer Space Treaty. I love them things. In them days, it was really, sort of words, Outer Space Treaty. Yes. You know? And it was excellent. So you had, so in 67, you had the Outer Space Treaty, right? Then it got followed on by, in 1968, by basically um, a resource and return agreement. So that was basically saying, like, if astronauts or your equipment are out there and another nation was out there and they managed to do whatever, you return them in an agreement, you help each other sort of thing. Then you had 72 was like a a liability convention. And then we really went on to uh, in 75 when you had this sort of registration and people started to agree things. By 2020, when everything started, obviously it started to ramp up again. And people were looking at the world under a lens of who are my friends and who am I going to be working with and who wants to join it. You had that Artemis agreement come out in 2020. Now, Initially, that was signed by eight nations. Now there's loads of them. <laughs> Once again, why do everybody sign things in Paris? 
Paris agreement. Maybe they like baguettes. The I don't know. Paris. Maybe they like the wine. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. That that city should have been pulled down years ago. It's very you British know. of you. Yeah, it's very, it's very English of you. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, um, they started to really make an agreement while everybody was getting vaccinated in September 2022. <laughs> when no one was paying attention. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And nobody was paying attention. Now, NASA crafted the Artemis One. Yeah. And basically, that was the Artemis One, because we've talked about Artemis Two mission. The Artemis One was just like um, round the moon and back again, wasn't it? Like an unmanned mission round the moon and back again. But this Artemis agreement, we now have, well, there's a list. There is quite a long list. There's 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26. 28 countries have signed it. You can guess two countries that aren't in there. Mm-hmm. Big big ones, they, they're not in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, it's the usual. You've got Argentina, Australia, Bahrain, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Czech, Ecuador, France. India's in there, though. Israel, Italy, Japan, Luxembourg. Well, they have to be in there. Anybody in Europe has obviously gone and yeah, signed up. To. Yeah. Yeah, because they're part of Europe. Uh, Mexico, so there'll be a lot of ones in there. New Zealand, Nigeria. Poland, Korea, obviously the Republic of Korea, that is. Yeah. So it's on, what is it, the south side of the parallel or whatever? Yeah, not not the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. <laughs> the Democratic People of, yeah. <laughs> you got Romania, um, Rwanda, don't know why. You got Japanese. Saudis, you got, yeah, Japs are in there. Singapore, Saudis, Spain, the UAE, the UK, the USA, and the other one beginning with you. Mm-hmm. Which is a money laundering service, as far as I'm saying. Remember, <laughs> they have a space program. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they've, they've yeah, yeah. So that is something made me trigger this. That they're calling things Artemis, Artemis, Artemis. Why are they calling things Artemis? Then I thought the Artemis courts. And so it's been signed, and like everybody else, there's so much going on. I knew of it, but I hadn't realised that so many nations had signed up, which they have. <laughs> I had a little bit, a little bit of a giggle because. Um, Something else has gone on. Oh, yeah. By the way, you got a blue moon. Talking about the moon, you got a blue moon this month. Yes. I'll, I'll is, just sidetrack. I'll talk about what I'm uh-huh. giggling about later. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got a blue moon. Do you know what a blue moon is? I do not. Clue me in. You do. Right. Blue moon. I know it's a blood really moon. It's not a blue moon. No, it's really boring, really. You know, like you've got uh, lunar cycles of about, oh, I don't know, what are they, about 29 point something a month, you know, every twenty-nine something days is a lunar cycle, isn't it? So every so some, so every know. two and a half years or something, you get that extra full moon within a month. Oh, is this that super moon, like the the big, you know, where it gets? Oh no, that it's going to be close. This yeah. this month, at the end of this month, I think it's thirtieth. It's going to be really close. I mean, usually you only see it that close when you equatorial. Stage yeah. you can really see some yeah, yeah. big, when it, yeah, we, sure. but even if you're not on the equator, you can see it big, starly. And the moon mm-hmm. does look big when it's it does, it yeah. doesn't take much to shift because it's an amazing thing to look at. Because people think, oh, it just goes round us, but it doesn't go round us in a, a perfect round orbit, it comes closer and goes further, so it's more of an elliptical orbit. It is fascinating because sometimes you know. It, it's it's that's another thing that's nice ha- having having a youngster around or a child and they go why is it yellow why is it silver and you go well the sun's out there and it hits us and because we got all these water and clouds we give out a silver glow so if somebody looks at the earth he goes ooh it's not silvery and that light always reflects but if the sun's stronger than our reflection the moon's reflection is yellow so it's sun dominant so you get a yellow sun 
And when the moon is silver, it's because it's getting our reflection is more dominant than the sun's glow. And that is why you get a silver or a yellow uh, moon. And simple things like that. I love, love simple questions like that because it makes you think. And they don't forget them. And that means they're looking, which is another nice thing. But yeah, it's a fascinating thing. Well, I mean, we only see one side of it. Mm-hmm. And that must be flight two. Is that flight two? Yes, it is. This is, uh, this was from, uh, this is from Virgin Galactic. I thought that company had gone bankrupt. And then I saw this last week. Yes. And, and I was they kind of shocked. had four people on board. They did, yeah. And two of them were actually won tickets to go on there, and it was a mother and daughter group set up. And I think that's them, the coloured girls on the that side. That's mother and it daughter could be. group. It could yeah, be. I'm it not. Is. I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, there was four. There was four of them, and it was either the daughter or the mother. I can't remember which one that had, had won the won the uh, tickets, which was a pair, and they got to. Um, go up and there would have been a short period of zero g probably mm-hmm. and it was about two minutes i think is what it was and yeah. they started as soon as they got up they did the you know the pitch round and then yeah started to come back in the flip and come back yeah. down again well it's it's good it's good in some respects um it's obviously technology obviously he's found there's two paying customers and the other two obviously well, if people want to get a ticket, if you can sell tickets and you know you're going to sell several thousand of them, because it would be costing quite a bit of money, and they're unstrapping to see if they can... <laughs> you know you'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> I know that I would have bagged my hair up. <laughs> well, yes, I would have had that tied down. Yeah, I would have gotten that out of the way for sure. Yeah, definitely mother and daughter. they got the same hairstyles. There you go. <laughs> but, but it's a step right it's it's progress you know it's it's good it's good it's good because okay it costs a lot of money but the nice thing about it is 50 percent of people on there were up there under free tickets so it's possible if you don't have anything other than a ticket to do the willy wonka thing and get up mm. there like you know what yeah. i mean yeah find find the golden ticket sort of thing yeah no it's nice it's good it's good so it's obviously a going concern far and few between Maybe there'll be more people. Don't know, but that's something they won't forget. No, like, goodness, no. Why would you forget? They would have. I mean, like yeah, that. the two people that obviously didn't have the money to actually just flash it out and have the spare cash, they would have probably appreciated that more because that is a lifetime thing, and there'll be so many people that don't get it. But there's yeah, fifty percent of the passengers, um, yeah, didn't they got a good trip out of that. I think mm. uh, most excellent. Uh, to-do list well I might not I, I tell you what I, I didn't even that they obviously choose where they're going to sell the tickets because I haven't seen them on sale I haven't seen them on sale but uh, if I understand it correctly I, I went to Virgin Galactic's website many years ago when they first started all this and and you could apply and you had to go through one of their uh, psychological evaluations or whatever it is and then once you once you pass that then someone would contact you and then there would be uh there would be a um it was like a consultation of whether or not you're a possible candidate and then that you could talk about price later kind of thing but if i understand it correctly i want to say it was um say it was like 25 grand or, or maybe it was a little more than that i don't know i'm on about the free ticket thing I oh mean, you want the free you, ticket you, oh yeah no yeah, what i mean is i haven't seen a lottery for that sort of thing maybe it was oh, done I mean, maybe I it's done in it's done in certain parts of the world or nations or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they'll do it in one country one 
time well, or those, then move on if, to the next. Yeah, if I understand correctly, those two were not U.S. citizens. I want to say they were from somewhere in the in the Caribbean. I think uh, well, be, I, they I were think. they were either West Indian or yeah, yeah, yeah. of that ilk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it was it might yeah, have been one of the African nations. You don't know? No, no. This was somewhere in in the Caribbean, I believe, somewhere in was central oh, central South okay. America. Yeah. Okay, that's not, that's not a bad thing. Um, Yes. What was I going to giggle Neptune? about? Neptune? You had something on Neptune? The, uh, the oh, no, no, no. No, no. I know what it is. The United States Space Force. Do we still have one? <laughs> hey, there's a new there's a new group come out. <laughs> oh, God. The badge. With this, I, I, with this I administration, badge. I can only imagine. Yeah, go ahead. I saw the badge, yeah, and I went, why is there a badge with a Grim Reaper on it? <laughs> is it a Grim Reaper? I thought you were going to tell me it was a a flag of some kind of the no, uh, the woke it's a Grim agenda. Reaper. It's a Grim Reaper on this. Uh, basically, um, it's only one unit. It's a first. It's dedicated to targeting other nations' satellites and associated ground stations that support them, right? Oh, space this, warfare. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, this is August the 11th, yeah? It had... The actual badge had a Grim Reaper on it with a 75. And uh, I, I, obviously, when you see something like that, you go, well, I'm going to find out what this is. And the uh, it's basically the 75th Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance Squadron, the ISRS. It's, it runs out from the Peterson Space Force Space, Space, Space Force Space in Colorado. Basically, it's called Space Delta 7 U.S. Space Force. Squadron leader is Lieutenant Colonel Travis Anderson. And, yeah, so they've come into being this month. Amazing. Let's see. Yeah, let's let's see. You know, do they have so a counter to the? Yeah, do they, do they have a counter to the Chinese bags of sand? Do they have a counter? Yeah, to that? this is what made me giggle. You hear the Chinese bags of sand? Then on August eleventh, we have the Space Force this, Defense Team. Space Force <laughs> coming to be. Yeah, that's why it made me giggle. Yeah, it's exactly like what you said. You had, you yeah, had the yeah. sand. I think, yeah. gentlemen, the first place sand. I'd be looking for is a, uh, a Chinese sand pit somewhere. That's the yeah. first place I'd be looking <laughs> So, yeah. So, yeah, a blue moon, as I was saying, is basically the extra moon that comes out. It's quite amazing, really, because the moon, and the moon's an interesting subject. Not just, yeah, we're going to land on there, it's rocked, there's loads of things, but I'm a great believer that basically we might not even be here if it wasn't for the moon, if you think about it. Because if you if you if you think of the Earth, think of the Earth, yeah, uh -huh. it's there, loads yeah. of water. If the moon wasn't there, would we get tidal movement? No, we wouldn't. So what would it be like then? It would just be um, the 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 oceans would be still. There there'd be no exactly. be no currents. And where did life originate? The oceans. Exactly. So it's quite a thing, isn't it? From day one, if you think about yeah, sure. it, sure. the moon is 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 there from day one. So uh, the world's majority is water. Yeah. The majority of the Earth's surface covered in water. How much fuzz is water? Say again? How much fuzz is made up of oh, water? Oh, sorry. I, um, 70%, over 70%. It, it's got to be a high, high percentage, isn't yeah. it? I mean, loads of people think about it, but if the moon does all that tidal movement in that, how does it affect us if we're majority water? So it must affect us. No, seriously. Yeah, yeah. When the, yeah, when, 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 when the moon is close, when the moon is full, when it's waxing, waning, <laughs> depending on whatever this, else. You're right. This is why all the crazies come out on the full moon. This is why. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. This is meant to be. A, you have a full moon. It's supposed to 
it affects not just us, it affects all life to some degree. And people have done so much um, uh, looking into it medically and stuff like that. And it's supposed to affect us emotionally because it affects hormone levels and everything else, apparently. So if you've got an extreme from, say, fatigue to over-emotional, that's how it can affect people. So you can either feel run down or you can feel the whole way. But it's also said to be a time of healing where your body can really jack itself and get the best out of it. So the moon moon has a massive effect on us, even to the point where, now this is what I really got interested in. I thought, okay, we go down that line. Let's see what other interesting things. Okay, we, we like we say, we've had the werewolves, we've had the crazy emotional people, we've had whatever else from mythology and everything. People have done some investigating how does it affect. So if it's the controls, and then you find out that, it affects the coral spawning cycles. They at full moon, right? It affects the the coral themselves, the spawning cycles, and this also affects fishes' reproductive cycles, insects' hormonal cycles, and apparently birds, which obviously must get affected by obvious the magnetosphere of ours as well because they fly and everything else. And how does the moon affect them? Well, apparently their melatonin drops right off. Yeah. And there's a thing called uh, corticoster- corticosterone, yeah? And it's it, 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 this apparently affects cells in so many ways. And it's not just in birds. And it's um, it's one of the glucocorticoids, yeah? And this is what regulates the metabolism, the m- metabolic rate of things, your immune functions, even your behavioral functions. And this is why the moon... And people have probably said in the past, you know, he's acting like an idiot. What's the moon doing today? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, I've, I've heard it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Stories. But it has such an effect on us, you know. And then I thought back to it. Well, if you took it out of the picture, what would the earth be like? It'd be like a pond. And then you, you need, just from that thinking, just that, wow. Yeah. Let's not piss it about too much. I, I'm trying to figure out how to do this without being political, but you're putting forth all these facts and, and I, I'm 100% behind you on the information you're presenting because I know you're right on it. Through my own research and, and all my classes and my, my science understanding over the years, this is exactly how it is. But yet we're faced with these buffoons these days that say, well, the current in the oceans is man-made climate change. The coral reefs is because of global warming, because of man-made climate change, The or the dying of the coral reefs, the um, the the whales that are washing up on shore is because of climate change. I mean, we're hearing everything's because of man-made climate change, climate change, climate change, and it's all of our fault. But they ignore the two things that we've talked about over the years. They ignore the sun and they ignore the moon and how yeah. much of an effect well, these things actually have on our climate. And yeah, the rest of the planets. Yeah, yeah everything absolutely. within our solar system has its own gravity well, and everything. Mm-hmm reacts with everything else although the sun has got the strongest one jupiter's the next i do believe which is the first one in the outer system but there's there's it's it's immense it's it, it is so immense it is a very complicated system the biosphere is even more complicated obviously one of the things that affects the biosphere and it's quite happy to work with is the moon and these buggers the one truth they have got the man-made thing that affects the climate is corporate greed corporate building corporate waste corporate direction not normal people so it is a minority of this planet which are pushing 
the corporate ideas which they've always pushed, whether it's fuel or whatever, whatever chemical, um, whatever medical great idea they want to call great at the time. And when it goes wrong, whether it's recycling as well, they blame the people under the directive of it's man-made. Yes, it's corporate-made. This is what, if you want to create a distinction between the population and whoever's caused it, it's corporate made. Well, Simple as that. I, I do I do agree with that to an extent, but if you go to China pre-Western capital being injected into that place to build it up, it was quite hellish. And there was no corporate greed in there to be had. Okay. There was one corporation and there's only been one corporation in China, and that's the government. The, so Chinese I would com put the, the Communist Party, yes. They yeah. are they so are blind, they are yes. a corporation within themselves. Yes. And that's true. if you think about it, like I've said on previous programs. That's political greed, I think the last one. To be fair. Sorry. 10 to 15,000 people. And you can include those buggers in it. I do apologize for that political thing. But you, you pushed me there, Johnny. I, I had to. I'm sorry. It's just we, we've got more than corporate. We've got political greed as well. And it's just, it, it's all. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It is. But it's, oh, yeah, there's loads of it. There's loads of it. But when people just understand that we are so bloody lucky to be in the position we are, don't waste it. Don't waste it, people. We we've got the earth. We've got this solar system. We've we've got this home. Yeah, and there's a massive garden out there. You know, we need to get out and have a look because you can guarantee every other garden's going to have something interesting in it. It's got nothing like what you've got here, probably. I don't know about you, but uh, I I don't want to see. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm just not going to say it. I'm going to leave Klaus Schwab out of it because <laughs> they want to control. They want to control space, and I, I I think it's just ludicrous. Yeah, anyway, um, all right, we're yeah, out of time. Yeah. We're, we're out yeah, of time, sorry. my friend. It's no, it's been, again with the apologies. It's all right. We're out of time. Uh, we are going to have to go, but uh, it's been a uh, nice little bash, non-political. So I will uh, catch you later. In, actually, I'll see you on the weekend and first part of next week. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be about. Thanks, Johnny. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Bye now.